0: Happy tuesday. happy tuesday my name is nick
1: my name is alan
0: and welcome into, into the dungeon, dungeon. This week, we find ourselves just off the tribal Trail, where Shrew shrubberies have just defeated a band of gnolls and rescued Cookie, reuniting her with her husband, Malysis. Our heroes had pushed on for the night, gaining two points of exhaustion, and we left off as they saw the warm embrace of a welcoming fire and three silhouettes standing around it. And here is where today's episode will pick up.
1: Can you quickly remind our listeners what two points of exhaustion gives me
0: I surely can the first level of exhaustion gives you and your party disadvantage on ability checks and the second level halves your speed Ooh. and luckily you stopped before a third which would have given you disadvantage on attack rolls
1: Oof. okay we, we best rest here then how far am I from this camp
0: I'd say you're 200 feet away
1: hmm do I hear voices do I hear people speaking
0: You'll have to give me a perception check.
1: Nine, or my passive perception, which is 14.
0: Okay, we'll take your passive perception then. You can hear some low murmurs, as if some people are conversing in hushed tones. As far as you can determine, the voices don't appear to be coming from those silhouettes that you're looking at. They don't seem to be talking with each other.
1: Are they coming from that general direction, though?
0: Yes, they are. From where you are, you can see a number of trees, the glow of the campfire, and a couple of tents. Round the back of the tents to your right, as you're looking at this campsite, you can see that there's a slight hill sort of protecting the back of it, and that where the tents are, you can just sort of make out the tops of them. So you get this sense that it's on lower ground to where these three silhouettes are, and your best guess is that the voices are coming from down
1: there. I'm gonna turn around and whisper to my companions, Hmm, this, again, seems like something best suited for... One of us only. I'll go in front, I'll investigate a bit f- further, see what we're dealing with here. And I'll come back. I promise I won't engage. And if they attack me, then, you know, just come to my rescue. You recognize my axe? Faelian, toss him the axe.
0: Got on, you, Morkum. Be careful with that.
1: This is the silvered axe, not the cursed axe. I still have the cursed axe.
0: Yeah, I imagined. <laughs> <laughs> Would be a, a risky move to give him that yeah. cursed axe again.
1: Should we just stay behind you or, or should yes. we hide? Well, well, hide in the bushes and, and stay behind. I'll I'll go further on. You guys stay behind. One of you keep one of the stones of sending and I'll keep the other. In case we get separated somehow or whatever happens. If we need the stones as a form of communication then we can use that. Sounds like a good plan. Mm. Yes.
0: Then why don't you take the other the other stone?
1: Yes, give it to
0: me. Okay, so I'm going to ask you to roll a hide check, which will be a stealth check for your party, because I've got two points of exhaustion. That will be with disadvantage. And then I need Shrew to give me a stealth check as he's trying to investigate this camp. This would be with disadvantage, but because you've got your Boots of kind, which give you advantage, it will essentially just be a straight-up roll.
1: Very good. So I'm going to roll with disadvantage for my crew first. And now I shall roll for Shrew. Straight up roll?
0: Yep. I'm gonna ask you to roll that again. Was that a one? Yes. Oh, damn it. Okay. All right, I'm also gonna roll Perception for these silhouettes as you're trying to move closer towards them. Okay, what's Shrew doing then?
1: Well, I'm very slowly and stealthily, I think at least, trying to get closer to these guys. Not necessarily moving without stopping, but I'm moving, looking to see if I can Get a better idea of what they are, what they're doing, if I hear any conversations. If I start to pick up words, I want to stop for a bit, hide behind a tree, and listen into the conversation. I don't want to necessarily walk straight into the camp, but I want to get close enough so that I can start making out details here.
0: How close exactly is it you're trying to get?
1: Well, as I say, as soon as I start discerning details, hearing conversations, then I want to stop. I don't know how far that would be, but as soon as I see more detail than I do now from here, from 200 feet away. I want to stop, get more information, and then assess from there and see if I continue going in or I start turning back.
0: I'd say that once you get to about 100 feet, you'd have a better view of this camp. It puts you in metric about 30 meters away. And as you reach about 100 feet away, you hear the shriek coming from behind you, almost like a cat had his tail stood on. As you look over your shoulder, you see that your party has made a horrendous job of trying to hide there. They're still all trying to crouch behind this one tree. Caspus, his furs all standing on edge. He doesn't look happy at the moment. You see Fenner trying to comfort him. And Mulkub trying to hold a laugh in.
1: Wow. Just wow.
0: That was in that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, hopefully they think it's a creature of the night. And don't think much of it.
0: As you're now a hundred feet away from this camp, you can see that one of the silhouettes is looking in your general direction as is the second silhouette to his right which is about 15 feet away from him from this distance you can now see that these are two human men they appear to be keeping watch rather intently now in your general direction they don't seem to have spotted you but they are looking a little curiously in the direction where Caspus's screeches come from
1: can i make out what they're wearing any armor any insignias
0: you can see that they're wearing leathered armor no noticeable insignias they are armed We've got a short sword on the side and a hand crossbow the murmurs from here are a little bit more discernible you're going to try and have a listen to what's going on
1: yeah i want to lay low keep an eye out and watch for now and listen listening to those murmurs see if i can make out any conversation with
0: your passive perception you can hear that the voices are rather soft tones but what you can gather from this conversation is that there seems to be some sort of urgency with trying to unlock something or to open something, not quite an argument, but you you do hear this this male voice almost trying to hurry whoever's trying to do this opening, and a female voice sort of trying to get her trying to get him
1: off her back while she's doing this. Hmm, this has piqued my interest. And these murmurs I'm hearing, these whispers, I get that they're coming from behind those that I'm seeing, those figures that I'm seeing, right? Those humans.
0: That's correct. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I want to carry on stealthing in, but I want to change direction a bit so that I go around the mound to see if I can get a glimpse of what's happening inside the actual camp, near that glow.
0: How close exactly is it you're trying to get?
1: Well, I don't mind staying 100 feet away, but I want to head in the direction that takes me to a place where I have a visual of the lower part of the camp.
0: Okay, so Ashu trudges with his exhaustion through this open ground taking temporary cover behind the occasional tree along the way. You notice that your breath starts forming frosty plumes in the frigid winter air, and that your bones ache with fatigue. You've managed to make your way round without drawing any attention. You've now got a visual on the actual campfire itself. and As you approach with caution, you can make out three distinct silhouettes huddled around the flickering flames. These figures seem oblivious to you as you approach, engrossed in their own activities. From here and with the light of the fire, You can see that one of the silhouettes is a burly man with rough leather armor, adorned with grimy trappings and a tattered cloak. You can see that he's methodically sharpening his blade, sparks from his whetstone, casting an eerie dance of shadows as a wicked grin plays on his lips. Beside him sits an elven woman, her face partially obscured by the hood of a dark cloak. You can see that she's playing with a set of lockpicks, the nimble figures expertly separating the intricate pieces, her concentration unwavering. You can see that she's attempting to pick the lock of a chest, which sits beside the campfire. You can also see a cart, but no horse, just opposite the two tents that you can see. The third silhouette is that of a younger man. As you're studying them, this one appears barely out of his teens. You can see that he's clutching a tattered book, he seems to be reciting something from it, his voice almost quivering with uncertainty as he murmurs to himself. The pages of the book flutter. a gentle wind rustles through the camp
1: would i be able to make an insight check from here to kind of get a feeling for the atmosphere feeling for the demeanor of these individuals do they seem menacing do they seem evil do they seem like they're up to no good do they seem like a merry band of friendly misfits i don't know is something like that possible
0: from what you've been able to gather so far those three humans on the crest of that little hill appear to be keeping watch and there did seem to be some sort of urgency with unlocking or opening something which from your new vantage point can safely assume is that chest given that they are trying to unlock this with a set of lockpicks true can make an educated guess that perhaps this isn't their chest or perhaps they've lost the key to it
1: well yes but that still doesn't really speak much to the kind of alignment right i mean i've tried to unlock Chests that didn't belong to me before.
0: I guess what I'm trying to say is it's going to be difficult unless you actually engage with them in conversation or you observe longer and see what exactly it is they they're trying to do.
1: But at a first glance, they seem like a band of mercenaries. Is it perhaps more of a uniformed body?
0: They don't appear to be wearing any uniforms, and you do know that the tribal trail is known to to be home to various groups of bandits,
1: right? So very quietly. I'm going to take out the stone of sending. And as quietly as I can I wanna talk into it. Listen, I'm I'm going in. What do you mean you're going in, Shrew? I'm going in. I'm 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 going to talk to them. I see a few people standing around a campfire. Um they are fiddling with a closed chest, and it has piqued my interest. Quite a bit. Quite a bit, yes, yes. Um Are you sure you shouldn't be going in alone? Well well, not alone exactly. When I stop talking, count to ten or 20 seconds and start moving closer. If anything happens to me, then you guys are in a good place to be able to, to defend me. I heard the noise, the ruckus you were making back there. You are not fooling anyone currently, so perhaps I can serve as a small distraction whilst you gain your footing, compose yourselves, and, and hide better as you come closer towards the camp.
0: Yes, well, I'll, I'll tell Fabian to not step on Caspers' tail this time.
1: Oh, so it was Fabian again, wasn't it? To be expected, to be expected. Anyway.
0: So you want us to count to
1: 20 then? Count to 20. Very slowly start getting closer. Do Ah. not engage unless I shout. Sausage. Yes, sausage. And obviously engage if they start attacking me. I don't have to shout anything if it's apparent. Okay. See you now. I want to still stealthily start making my way closer towards the area where I can walk into the campfire. not not into the actual fire, you know, like into the camp area as stealthily as I can, but assuming that at some point I will be noticed. So I want to have no weapons on me. I want to have my hands up in the air. Like I just don't care. And I just want to stroll in. If they don't see me, I want to walk right up to the campfire and sit down beside the one with a wicked smile on his face.
0: All right. Okay, I'm going to roll perception for those three around the campfire. As Shrew's drawing closer, moving quietly through these trees, the big burly man suddenly stops sharpening his blade and turns towards the direction Shrew's coming from, a smile breaking on his face. Give me a perception check. 13. Okay, so we'll say 14, which is your passive. You notice that the woman has stopped trying to pick the lock on this chest, and that this young human
1: hastily closes the book.
0: What brings you here, traveler?
1: And now, now, no, no need to stop what you're doing for me. I'm just. I've been walking in these forsaken woods for quite a time. I'm exhausted. I saw the promise of a warm fire and the smell of log wood burning. And I thought perhaps I could share a sausage between friends. You see that
0: his hand is inching towards the hilt of his blade, that he exchanges wary glances with his two companions. As he opens his mouth to talk, you hear of coming from the crest of the hill. Looks like right, we've got company coming from the other side. What is the meaning of this? Are you, You're clearly not alone.
1: No, no, as, as I said, we've been walking these woods. You for, said you, not we. Well, uh, I've been walking, they've been walking, we've all been walking. I, did, I didn't want to startle you, so I told them to stand back for a bit. But if you want, I'll tell them to, to come here. You can see. We mean no harm, we just need a good rest. Surely, uh, you can see, I am no threat to you. A mere halfling. Bring the rest of your companions here with you. Yes, yes, of course. i shout out to the to the Shrews' shrubberies Assemble, Shrews' shrubberies assemble. Although, to be completely honest with you, I did notice you were having a bit of trouble with that chest, and I thought that perhaps I could aid you.
0: So, how long have you been watching us?
1: Well, you can see that glow of a fire a few hundred feet away. But no, I haven't been eavesdropping, just the time it took for me to walk up to you. Mm.
0: Half rations for you three up on watch. How enough could six people get past
1: you? Shameful. Can't get good help nowadays. Well, to be fair, they only one got past them. They did spot the other five. Tad-legged, if you ask me. Mm. And why would you want to help us unlock this? Well, <laughs> I love a good mystery. And I love a good treasure. And consider that my interest was piqued when I overheard your conversation. So you a bandit then? You good with picking locks? I wouldn't say a bandit, but I'm good with locks, especially since I have this. And I take out a mystery key.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had totally forgotten you, had
1: that. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good though, because it only has a 5% chance of working, so... Is that some sort of magic key? I slip it back into my pocket as soon as I take it out. Yes, yes, you could say that. Now, where did you find this? Beautiful chest. It's my chest. Oh, and did you lose the keys? That I did. <laughs> Very unfortunate. Would you mind if I asked how? Well, if I knew how I'd lost it, I wouldn't have lost it. I'd have gone back to get it. Must have dropped it on the way. Fair point. Are you yourselves, bandits? Well, what makes you think that? You asked me, and now I'm just asking you. You're t- trying well, to... You're the one sneaking up on my camp. You're the one picking locks in the dead of night.
0: You see his hands nervously reaching towards his helmet. No, now,
1: we're just having friendly conversation. As you can see, I only have a staff, pretty much unarmed, and the rest of my friends—they haven't gestured towards their weapons once. It's all in good nature, friend. As I say, was hoping we could share a sausage amongst friends. And I look back like, "I say, <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> attack. That's not the code.
0: What's Murkov's intelligence?" <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, you can open that chest. We'll let you share our fire. We haven't got much sausage, but actually no sausage. Hmm. But we've got a deer.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Well, okay, let
0: me see it. If you can't open it, you can share the fire, but cost you a few coppers each. Very well. Show me the chest. You see the female elf come towards you, a little embarrassed that she hasn't been able to open this. May I ask what's inside? My personal effects. Very well. As she brings the chest, you can see it's an exquisite piece of craftsmanship, adorned with intricate carvings and gilded edges, made of a dark polished wood. Seems somewhat out of place in this camp, almost hinting at a more noble origin. Well, here it is. Mm. Hopefully your key can open this. Or perhaps it is our key,
1: and you found it on the way. No, no. This key I found far, far away from here. As a matter of fact, it can open any lock, if you're lucky enough, that is. Let's see. I take out the key. Are you feeling lucky? Not really, <laughs> no. <laughs> the key has a question mark worked into the head of it. It's called the mystery key. And it has a 5% chance of unlocking any lock into which it is inserted. Once it unlocks something, it disappears. So the odds are not in my favor. Let's see. We'll see what happens. Worst that can happen is that I look like a fool. Which wouldn't be the first time, so I'm not too worried about that.
0: (laughs) All right, then roll me a D 100. Yeah, you're aiming for a 95 or higher.
1: So I print the key up to my lips, kiss it for good luck. I slowly insert it into the keyhole, start getting a feel for it, and twist it to the side. Oof! Almost, but not not good enough. 91.
0: Close, but no cigar. So you feel this lock start to give way. Your excitement starts to peak. And just before you hear that satisfying click, the key won't
1: turn any further. <clears throat> almost, almost. But unfortunately, this key has not worked in this lock. That's a shame. But pass me those lock picks. I'm good with those as well. Are you? Oh, yes, yes. And you don't have any lockpicks of your own then? Yes, but why waste mine when you've already have yours there already unable Just pass them over, it's your chest after all Be glad I'm not charging you for this service
0: <laughs> Alright then She tosses you her lockpicks Okay, so she was gonna try and unlock this then
1: Yeah, before I do though whilst I, you know, make the whole show of getting the lockpicks inspecting them and all that checking the, the keyhole and all that I want to investigate the actual chest to see if it has any kind of name on it, any insignias that are known to me, perhaps any coat of arms, anything that could give me a bit more of information of where this chest might have come from. And also an insight check on what the guy with the sword was saying, that it was his his chest and that he lost the keys.
0: Alright then, give me an insight check with disadvantage.
1: Because of the exhaustion, right? Yep. Mm. Twelve
0: as best as you can determine in your tired and weary state you don't get a sense that he is being untruthful but you do notice now that the chest is closer to you that it appears a little bit battered and given the intricate and luxurious design of it it's clear that this chest has belonged or belongs to someone of wealth and influence that this band of people that you now stood around don't seem to match that description
1: I glance up I see the child was it reading a book yes from here can I make out anything written on the book the cover perhaps
0: you notice that on the cover as he's clutching it towards his chest the motif of a hand with what appears to be a spell coming out of it
1: would seem like a spell book to me yeah I shout up to the people that are keeping watch up there do you want to see a master tradesman at work it will be your only opportunity oh so you're a tradesman then oh yes I'm a keen locksmith Although I go by many many titles and have done many, many jobs, I'm a man of the world. You see, I have travelled far and wide, or perhaps when you're done with that lock, can help us with a wheel on our cart. Well, for the heavy work, I have my oaths back there. they deal with the heavy lifting and such, but yes, we could we could help out, but come closer, friends, don't be shy as I kind of direct that to the guys that are keeping watch at the top. They're, they're keeping watch, well, clearly not. Uh, they didn't do a good job. There's no one coming around these woods right now. You can relax for a bit. Keep watch. Suit yourselves. I lick the lockpick. I don't know why. You know, I stick it in my mouth and suck it like if it were... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if it was a... a sausage? <laughs> <laughs> not a sausage. Like if it were a thread that I'm trying to thread through the a needle.
0: You remember way back, the Tower of Storms with Moesco. You tried to unlock that desk we had a little fun minigame
1: yes i remember fondly
0: so we're going to play that again now am going to be having you roll a d6
1: oh with disadvantage though right with
0: disadvantage yeah
1: are these ability checks though if there are d6s they're not really ability checks well
0: right? this is a totally homebrewed yeah so you could be m- lock minigame
1: you could give me some quarter then
0: but technically it is an ability check so mm. and you are exhausted okay
1: this is gonna go bad then okay, so here goes the first one Double fives, so five.
0: You insert these lock picks, start twisting and turning delicately, and even in your tired state, you manage to turn the lock about a
1: third of the way. Shh, 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 shh. Please keep your voices down and don't breathe so heavily. There's a master at work, and I need the utmost concentration. Gonna need it to roll again. That's a one. It barely moves this time. I told you, please take a step back. You're breaking my concentration.
0: Are you sure you know what you're doing, Shrel? Yeah, fair a whisper.
1: I don't even pay attention. I'm serious. I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> another roll?
0: Yeah, another roll.
1: Oh, double sixes. I'm guessing high is good, right?
0: Depends at the point at which you are. What?
1: Oh, yeah. This was like a blackjack game. Yeah. Oh,
0: shit. This time you feel the lock start to give way. You can feel it right at the cusp of opening. You get the sensation that if you overexert yourself,
1: you're going to break the pick or the lock. But yeah. it's, it's almost there. Oh, babe. I can feel it, babe. OK, so I'm going to put my ear up to the lock. Oh, be good to me. Be gentle. I am your friend. I want you to reveal what's inside you. Show me your secrets. And I twist the lockpick. Four. As you give
0: it that last twist, you hear the lock give way, and the lid swing open. Ooh. Mm-hmm.
1: As I said, a master at work.
0: Its lid creaks open, revealing the contents inside. You can see that the inside is lined with velvet. You can see a small ornate jewelry box, stacks of silver and gold coins, what appears to be a delicate antique dagger, a piece of parchment paper rolled up. You can see that engraved on the inside of this box lid, the symbol of a lion. Which you've seen before in Phandalin. More specifically, you've seen this before
1: in Harbin's house. Oh, look at you. <laughs> you got it open. Hmm, yes. Well, oh, thank you kindly for that. I close it again and I sit on it. What are you doing? Just a few questions, if you don't mind me asking. And depends on how you answer. Depends where this night will lead us. Where did you get this from? I told you, that is my chest. Okay.
0: I don't like where this is going.
1: No, no, neither do I. Trust me. True, what are you doing? I don't like this fella. It is your chest now. Did you happen to find it anywhere and before it belonged to you?
0: It's a gift from my late uncle.
1: Hmm, interesting. Who is your uncle if you don't mind me asking? I don't
0: like you asking too many questions, boy. Mm,
1: and I don't like you not answering them. Man.
0: You see that his hand is firmly on the hilt of his sword now.
1: I would keep my hand away from that sword if you value your and your companions' lives. I would keep your ass off my chest. We had a deal. Yes? You're a deal breaker, boy. No, until I saw that you lied to me. This chest does not belong to you, for I have seen this before. You've seen this chest before? The insides of this chest, what it contains.
0: <laughs> then perhaps it will be the last thing you see. Just answer this. Tell you again. Get your ass off my chest, boy.
1: Have you been to Fandeling lately? It's been a while. Sausage!
0: I'm going to ask you to roll for initiative because he's seriously on edge, and the three on the crest are looking intently as well. Their hands on the weapons.
1: So I'm going to roll for Shrew with disadvantage. Okay. Seventeen. Then a with Fena. disadvantage. Yeah. Wow. A Fifteen and a eighteen. Then Thena. <laughs> two and a three. So three total. Fabian, three total as well. You can decide which one goes first. I'll say Fabian. Then I'm going to go for Murkub. A natural 20 and a 2. So that's another 3.
0: Who's going first then between Fabian and Murkub?
1: I'd say Fabian, Fena and then Murkub.
0: Okay, I'm going to roll for Sister Garel. That's a total of 10 with this advantage. Now roll for your adversaries. Alright, so the initiative order will be the woman that had been trying to open the chest first. Total 18. Followed by Shrew. Followed by the burly man that was stood in front of you. Followed by one of the bandits, then Garel, then the young boy. Followed by the two bandits, and then Fabian, Fenner, and holding up the rear, Murkob. Damn it. Almost first. To so this woman from behind the campfire, you see her draw her bow, having seen the increasing tension between you and her companion. And as you shout, sausage at the top of your lungs, she lets fly of an arrow. So 12 to hit. That misses. As the arrow whizzes past you, you see her quickly grab a second, and let fly. That's a 19 plus, which hits.
1: Oh yes, that hits.
0: Total of 10 piercing damage. It's max damage on that second arrow. And with that, it's over to Shrew.
1: I'm going to just cast Erupting Earth right in the center of that camp and try and catch the three of them that are here with me. And I want to cast it as a third level spell.
0: Would you like to remind our listeners of what spell slots you've got left? Fenner present has one... Level one spell, one level two, and one level three.
1: Yes, I have to admit I completely forgot that we didn't have a long rest. It was a mere short rest. Luckily, I do get my wild shapes back when I have a short rest, I believe, but I don't quite get all my spell slots back. But I still have two level threes, two level twos, and three level ones.
0: Nice. Sister Gorella, she's an elf, gets the benefits of a long rest with a short one.
1: Awesome. So I shall cast Erupt enough. As a level three.
0: And this is centered around the campfire, getting these three individuals the young boy, the woman that's just unleashed two hours of true, and the big burly man.
1: Yeah, and they all have to make her dexterity saving through.
0: Okay, going with the big burly. That is a total. Dexterity, you said? Yeah. It's a total of 14.
1: Ooh, he doesn't save.
0: Now for the, the young boy. He fails. And the woman with the bow. Natural 20. (laughs) Damn. Okay, well. 2 out of 3 is not bad. Not bad. Roll for damage.
1: Okay, it's not bad 2 out of 3, but it very much depends on what I roll. So let's see here. Not great, not great. That's a total of 15 damage.
0: Okay, so that's 15, half down to 7 on the woman. You see this big burly man give out a grunt. He takes the full force of it. The young boy looks quite winded rather shocked the woman with the bow behind them doesn't seem particularly phased Shrew doing anything else
1: yeah as my bonus action I want to turn into cave Bear
0: shrew <coughs> I
1: move right in front of them all up in their face and make myself big and menacing
0: Roy we'll D6 two okay as you turn into cave bear shrew, your bottoms still firmly on this chest. You hear it creak and groan underneath you as you morph into a cave bear. But you just manage to get off it before it completely splinters and smashes underneath you. Oof,
1: that could have gone bad, especially those fragile things inside.
0: Alright then, is that the end of Shrew's turn?
1: Yes, that's my turn now.
0: Okay, so it's over to this big burly man then. So he draws his sword. He's going to make an attack on Cave Bear Shrew. It's a total of 15 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Alright, he follows this up with the backhand of his sword. It's a 15 again to hit, which hits and then he's following through with his other hand which grabs the dagger with a 23 to hit I'm gonna roll the damage first for the two sword attacks total of 14 slashing damage and total of 6 piercing damage from the dagger it's now over to one of the bandits on the crest of the hill he's gonna draw his bow it's a total of 8 which does not hit nope he's staying put it's over to sister Garel she creates these three rays of fire and hurls them towards what she assumes is the captain of this band of merry men.
1: Let's go, Sister Gorilla.
0: First ray misses. Oh. <laughs> oh dear, second Seven ray misses. misses. Like that's usual. A,
1: that's a two and a three. You'll always miss with Sister Gorilla.
0: <laughs> and a third three. She's missed with all three.
1: At this point I think it's better if I use her. <laughs> I, I roll poorly, but when you roll for my advantage, you roll worse than me.
0: I think the dice, no, it's for you.
1: Yeah, he might be right there.
0: Okay, it's over to this young boy. He's gonna disengage from this enormous cave bear that's just appeared before him. And he's moved behind one of the tents. Now, to the other two bandits, and like that first one, they're both gonna draw their bows and take a shot at true. First one misses, completely. The second one of these bandits hits true with an 18 total, total of seven piercing damage.
1: Yep, 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 that's doing damage.
0: And then it's over to Fabian.
1: About bloody time. Fabian, as Sister Garel did, is going to try and get up to what he assumes is the leader. And when he reaches him, he's going to attack with his sword, obviously, as a 200 weapon.
0: Alrighty then, roll to attack. 19.
1: That hits. That's a 6 total damage.
0: And for his second attack?
1: 1. A natural 1. natural 1. So that misses.
0: Yeah, that completely misses. And cuts a little bit of fur off Sh- Cave Bear Shrew.
1: He's now going to use his action surge. That was quite an embarrassing strike. He doesn't want to seem the lesser to this bandit. 16 to hit. As
0: Fabian swings round with his action surge, he gets a sense that this would have hit. And just as his blade makes contact, this bandit captain swirls round with his dagger deflects the blade.
1: Bastard. Okay, so he's going for his second one. 9 to hit, that doesn't hit.
0: Yeah, that does not hit.
1: Good one, Fabian. Round of applause for Fabian, everyone.
0: <laughs> so, first he steps on Casper's tail, and now he's embarrassing himself in shrew shrubberies. Mm. Can Fenner do any better?
1: I'm sure she can. She's always an MVP. From there, she wants to cast the usual guiding bolt as a level 2 to try and hit the bandit leader.
0: Alright, then roll to attack.
1: Nine to hit. That does not hit. Is Fenner doing anything with her bonus? She's hiding behind one of the trees.
0: And is Casper doing anything?
1: She's staying close to Fenna behind one of the trees. When I say hiding, I mean just, you know, taking cover behind one of the trees.
0: Alrighty then, it's over to Murkob.
1: Murkob is chuckling as he's seen Fabian' disastrous display and is going to run up to that leader, bandit leader, as well with his orcish aggression. And he's going to get himself in a position where he can attack with advantage as he's flanking the bandit leader. Okay. He wants to rage, this time the good rage. Oh, alrighty. Lifts up his silvered sword and strikes down on this bandit. Or perhaps he doesn't. Total of 10.
0: That does not hit.
1: No, I imagined it didn't. And that's his turn. It's
0: back to the top of the round. And that elven woman that had been trying to unlock the chest positions herself behind Murghub, this time drawing her short sword. She's going to take a melee attack on Murghub with advantage. Which just hits, dealing him 10 slashing damage, and an additional 6 from her sneak attack. So Murkov takes a total of 16 damage from that attack, which is half to 8 because of his rage. And she whirls her blade around for a second attack, It's a natural 19 which hits. That's a total of 7 damage, half down to 3. It's now over to Shrew.
1: Okay, Shrew as a bear is going to try and bite at his... Uh, enemy, the one in front of him the bandit, the captain and this is without advantage because he's flanked. That's correct 19 to hit That hits. That's a total of 8 damage on the bite attack
0: Alright, and I assume you're following this up with your claws.
1: That is correct Okay, okay, here we go natural 20
0: (laughs) And then you complain about your dice rolls
1: Well, this, this is not a common occurrence believe me
0: Seems to recall you rolling three natural twenties not long ago. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Perhaps, perhaps I'm psyching myself out. Let's see. So this is 2d6. Watch me throw two sixes here. Yeah, not quite. Three and a two. That's five. Double to ten. Plus five. Fifteen damage on the claw attack.
0: Not too shabby. This banded captain's sight to look a little worse for wear now. Sure, we doing anything as a bonus.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna expend one spell slot and as a bonus action, I want to use my perk from the combat wild shape which allows me to expend a spell slot to heal 1d8 damage per spell slot level.
0: You're doing this at what level then?
1: Just as a level one, you know, I don't want to waste higher level spells. Hoping for an eight here. Not too bad a five, so five healing here for Shrew, Bear, Cave, Bear, Shrew.
0: Okay, how is Shrew Bear looking? How would the Bandit Chief see him?
1: I mean, he, he has seen me kind of panting, but now as my turn is over, I'm not fresh, I'm not looking great you know, but I'm determined.
0: I'm just gonna make a quick roll for the bandit chief, seeing that he's surrounded by three, just to see who he attacks. It's gonna be between Shrew and Murgub. He's going for Murgub, taking advantage of the flanking and advantage. It's a total of 15 on the first sword attack. The second attack misses. And the third dagger attack, the total of 15, which just hits. So the sword attack deals 8, half down to 4 and the dagger attack also 8, half down to 4. Now over to that first bandit that was on the crest of the hill, seeing his leader attack Morkob He's going to take aim with his bow at him. At Morkob I mean, not at his leader. It's a total of 14 which does not hit and so it was her sister Garel. Seeing that Bear is a little winded, she starts muttering something in Elvish and Shrew regains 5 HP as she casts Healing Word.
1: Well, I'll be damned, the cleric is healing. <laughs> nice.
0: And with her action, she's going to cast a cantrip, as she creates a long, vine-like whip, covered in thorns that lashes out at her command. That's a total of 14, which does not hit. That's the end of her turn. It's now over to the young boy. By young boy, I mean more like a teenager. I'm going to need Murkub to give me a wisdom saving throw. 13 total? You see, before you, Murkub collapsed the ground, in a fit of laughter as he falls prone. It's over to the other two bandits on the hill. They're going to take a shot at Bearshrew. Total of 13 to hit. Hits. It's a total of 5 piercing damage on Shrew. And the second bandit, total of 6 which misses. Good. It's now over to Fabian.
1: Fabian steps over Murkob, whilst he's in hysterics on the floor and attacks the bandit leader whilst trying to flank him.
0: Alright, so that would be with advantage.
1: Roll to attack. 23 to hit. Yeah, that certainly hits. 10 total damage on the first hit. He goes again. 21 to hit.
0: That also hits.
1: For a total of 9 damage.
0: He's spitting out blood and coughing and wheezing. Got a large gash across his chest where Favian just slashed at him. His hands starting to tremble as his grip on his sword loosens. He's a death's door. Is Favian doing anything with his bonus?
1: Nah, he's just staying there, back where he was.
0: Okay, then it's over to Fenner.
1: Fenner's going to peek from her cover, takes a look at the bandit leader, wants to cast Guiding Bolt. But I think, if you let me roleplay a bit here, Fenner is feeling kind of bad about this. Would you agree? Bad in what sense? In that, especially, I mean, Shrew knew a bit more of what was going on 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 that situation, but they didn't see the contents of this chest. And it seems to her like... This is an ambush by them instead of the other way around. A fight that could have been avoided and perhaps an ill-chosen fight. Perhaps she's thinking we don't have all of the information here and we might have made a mistake in attacking. Maybe not innocent, but not altogether evil civilians. What is she you trying to tell me? Cut a long story short, she might be wanting to attack and not deal lethal damage. If that's possible with a spell.
0: So as this is a ranged spell attack, and not a melee attack, she would not be able to guarantee that she can do this with restraint.
1: Okay, okay. Then, putting her friend's safety before that of strangers, she will attack the bandit, hoping she misses. And now's when you roll a crit. <laughs> as a level one, she doesn't want to do a lot of damage.
0: That's Fenna's last level one spell. Ooh. She's down to just one level
1: three. Ooh. 16 to hit? 16 hits. Total of 14 damage. As strikes
0: this bandit captain with a guiding bolt, he lights up with his mystical dim light glittering all over him as he starts to shake and convulse, dropping to the ground. You killed him! Attack! It's now over to Murkub, who's lying around in a fit of hysterics. He can repeat his wisdom saving throw. 16 total. That saves. Yeah! So now... Murkub is no longer in a fit of hysterics. He's lying rather confused on the floor. And it's now back to the top of the round. Seeing that Murkub has been released from this spell, she whirls her short sword around. She's going to try and stab at Murkub. Good thing it was with advantage, because that was a natural one. It's a 16 plus, which hits. That's a total of 6 slashing damage on that first attack. And an additional 6 from a sneak attack. Murgob is down to just 7 HP. And she now follows through with a second attack. That's a total of 16, which just hits. And well, I'll be damned for a total of 7 damage, which knocks out Murgob. It's now over to Shrew. He's just seen Murgob get stabbed twice and how he stopped moving on the ground. He's not laughing anymore.
1: I dropped my phone. I'm gonna describe what I do, and then you can tell me if I can do it it takes an action, it takes more than an action. I want to walk up to the bandit leader and crouch down. As I do, I want to shout out. We can end this bloodshed now. No one else needs to die. I will stabilize your leader. Let us leave with this chest and we'll be at peace. And I stabilize the leader.
0: I'm going to ask you to roll a persuasion check with disadvantage. Seven. There's no way we're letting you leave with our chest. Is Shrew doing anything else? No. Then it's over to the first of those bandits on the hill. Gonna take aim at Fenner, while say has got partial cover behind the tree. That does not hit. And it's over to Sister Garel. Sister Garel now takes aim at that woman that's just shouted at True, And she forms these three rays again in her hands. First one misses. The second one hits. As does the third one. The first attack deals seven fire damage. Ooh, double sixes. And the second 12 the total of 19 as this woman lets out a shriek she's looking significantly hurt it's over to that teenage boy now seeing that his leader is down and that the woman to his right is practically at death's door he turns and flees it's over to the other two bandits on the hill they're both going to take aim at sister Garel. both of which miss with that it's over to fabian
1: fabian looks over his shoulder at Shrew, kind of a bit dumbfounded by what the hell he's doing now but he gets the feeling that he doesn't want to kill these people so he walks up to the lady and tries and attack her with non-lethal damage 13 to hit that does not hit he tries again 19 to hit this time he hits total of seven damage with a pommel of his sword smack on the chin.
0: as he does this she crumples to the floor in front of him
1: he kneels over Murkob, trying to see how he's doing, how he's holding up.
0: Tell her to Fenna now.
1: Fenna, seeing that the main threat seems to be over and seeing that the archers that were taking watch don't really seem to know what they're doing. I mean, they were shit at taking watch and now they don't seem to be able to hit anything. He's gonna rush out using a dash action and try to make a way up to Murkup to heal him.
0: That takes her with her exhaustion up to the periphery of Shrew's erupting earth
1: damage area. She stops there. She cannot carry on running as she's exhausted. Her movement has been halved and he stays there. He ends at her.
0: It's now to Murkub. I'm going to ask you to give me a death saving throw. Eight. Oh dear. All right then. So It's a Shrew.
1: From where I'm standing I want to look up to the archers and say to them. Our quarrel is not with you. Your bandit leader will live and also your companion, the archer woman. There needs to be no more bloodshed tonight. We will w- walk off with the chest. And you will lay your weapons down, and let us pass. As I finish saying that, I look towards Murkub, and as my bonus action, I'm going to cast healing word.
0: Roll persuasion. 18. You see the three archers loosen the slack on their bows. Roll for help from Murkub.
1: 10 healing on Murkub.
0: Murkub opens up his eyes, takes a big breath. <gasps> that brings the battle to a close. You see the three archers looking down at you, Grey faces. Looking quite concerned for their companions, what a shrew shrub is doing. Where do you come from? Tell me.
1: We come from these woods. This is our home. Did you take this from Vandalim? No. Where did you find this chest? We took it from a cart. Did you kill the occupants of the cart? No. They got away. Who were they? Did you see them? We didn't get a good look, but
0: they they tried to outrun us, and the chest fell off their cart.
1: Hmm.
0: One of the men inside
1: looked quite plump and pompous. Where was the cart headed to? West on the tribal trail. I open the chest again. What was inside? As a refresher. Can't really remember what I saw there. Don't think I managed to search it very well. Perhaps there's certain other things lying around.
0: As you're now looking at it with more care, you see that there was a jewellery box. Are you opening it or are you just looking around the, the chest? I'll open it. You see that it contains an array of precious gemstones and finely crafted jewellery.
1: These are not the ones I gave to... Nobles and dazzling, are they?
0: They don't look familiar. Okay. You also see a number of silver and gold coins, a delicate antique dagger with an ornate hilt and a blade adorned with runes, a piece of parchment paper rolled up, and having used one before, you also see a potion of invisibility.
1: I look at it, swish it around. Nothing swishes because it's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> I acknowledge it and I put it back.
0: It's a big thank you to. My good old friend Neil, for that kind donation from Buy Me a Coffee.
1: Yeah, maybe I can use it for my original intentions. Let's see. Hmm. I also wanna take the parchment out. Before I do so, I look up at the archers. Do they still seem like they've given up, or do they seem trigger happy?
0: No, no, they seem like they've given up.
1: Okay, so I take out the parchment. I wanna try and read it.
0: It's a map of the Sword Coast.
1: Right. Okay. Scroll it back up. How much gold is in here?
0: There's about three hundred gold worth. Between silver and gold.
1: Take a handful of gold coins.
0: What's got into you, sure What? What's the matter? If you
1: attacked these people out of the blue. Now you're taking their gold. This chest seems to belong to Harvin or someone in Thundling. Obviously, it's ill-gotten gains. I asked them to let me have it in good terms, but they refused. Well, didn't he say that his uncle had given it to him? Yes, yeah. You believe that, Fenna. You believe that. He's just said that they were chasing a cart. You've just heard them. At uh, the end of the day, I was right. I'm tired true I know, so am I. But at the end of the day, they are not totally to blame. At least, if that indeed was hubbing, running away from fandling, the town needs it the most. He deserves what was coming to him. For that reason, I'm gonna let them keep a hundred gold. For the struggles, they are surviving here in the woods. Not everyone can be... As valiant as us, the Shrews Shrubberies, and make a good living out of slaying evil monsters and such. Not everyone can be heroes. Some people have to stoop low and antagonize the good people of the Sword Coast, but they deserve a second chance. I kind of look to see if I see the youngling, the Padawan, <laughs> the, the guy that ran away, the teenager.
0: Rule of Perception
1: 12 total, or 14 passive.
0: He's out of sight at present, but you do recall that you saw him
1: sprinting away. I raise my voice in the hopes that he might be at earshot and that he hears this part. Everyone deserves a second chance. Perhaps they have chosen wrong. They have set a foot in the wrong path. But there is still time to change and time to right those wrongs. I speak to all of you, those those up there on the mound, to the young lad that run away. If he hears me, there is time to change your ways. The good folk in Fandling that have recently been attacked by a band of warring Arforks. They need help rebuilding. Perhaps you can find a better life there. So I toss those hundred around the 100 gold coins over the leader so that he wakes up with a surprise. And this is the day that Shu and his shrubberies spared your lives. Make the most of it. And I grab the chest and I head off back into the darkness. Or are heading off to Shrew? I don't know. We're, we're there. We, we, we're fucked. We were supposed to be resting, not entering a battle. Where do we rest now? <laughs> and
0: we just spared all those bandits. Yes, yes. And taken their gold.
1: Yes, yes. It's not a good situation, Fabian. Yeah, yeah. Act on whims. I, I don't know if you've noticed. But lower your voice. Don't let them hear us. We need to find a place and hide. I do so realise that the, we keep pushing on. And we're at risk of collapsing at this mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. you're right i know i know it's not it's not a good situation to be in you do worry me at times mm-hmm. i worry myself I, I must admit i kind of black out i act on on instinct i don't think of what's to come i just live in the moment but anyway let's get out of here sure yes
0: <laughs> a man of many talents i wonder what else you hide
1: no, well, 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 no, no. I don't hide, per se, many things. I don't hide, per se. Such anything. such
0: nimble um. fingers.
1: <clicks> <untimble>. <clicks> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nimble, but... I wonder um. what
0: else you can unlock.
1: No, do Well, I've been... I've been known to unlock all sorts of trinkets and... and, uh, and uh, chests and, you know, those little drawers in beside tables. What? And... Um, yeah... Well, let's go that way, and let's see what happens. Let's see what goes on. The sees you get flustered and <laughs> blushes
0: with a playful smile.
1: I just walk away. Like, the first way I pointed, I just walked that way. I don't even know what way it is. I just want to get out of the situation. I'm sweating, and I'm walking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in the cold.
1: Yeah, I'm sweating in the cold. <laughs>
0: How long do you want to push on for? Because every hour you will have to... Half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're going to make camp half an hour away from these Half battles? an hour away,
1: yeah. Half an hour away. I want to look. I want to use my survival skills here. I want to make use of all my training as a druid and look for a place where we could all hide and be hard to find. Cover my tracks. I cast pass without a trace as we leave. So we do not leave tracks. And yeah. Uh, Half an hour away, I want to make the best hiding spotter I've ever made in my life. If I find anything useful, like a cave without bears, please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or more bandits. Or more bandits. Or spiders. Or or spiders.
1: (laughs) A cave, an outcrop, a ridge, I don't know, a hill, something we can hide. And, you know, I want to use my survival skills to try and fashion a kind of blind spot, a hiding place where we can lay low at least. For tonight.
0: All right. So Shrew and his shrubberies start heading off into the dark search of somewhere
1: to make a camp and hide out of sight.
0: And that's where we're going to call it a session.
1: Ooh. Not even the roll. Not even the survival check. Ooh. Cliffy. Yeah.
0: We hope you enjoyed that episode. If you want to hear us talk a little bit more about it, head on over to i2td.com and follow the link to a buy me a coffee page there.
1: Yeah. Got some Got something to talk to you about concerning Sister Gorell, <laughs> and it's not this last part.
0: Oh! <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you want to find out? Head on over to buy me a coffee.
0: You, you did stand up, or rather sit up, rather straight with a stern face there.
1: Yes, I got to tell you off.
0: <laughs> yeah, you want to find out what that's all about, head on over to buy me a coffee and join one of our membership tiers, where you can get access to our bonus into the studio episodes, where we reflect. On the session that we've just played through
1: also at buy me a coffee we have different items and also potions that you can donate those potions are then reflected in-game so you're both helping us as a podcast and you're helping shoes and his shrubberies also allowing you to become part of the story like for example today neil thank you very much neil for donating that potion of invisibility i will make good use of it thank you also if you cannot donate become a member do not worry can always support us by joining our discord for example we have we have a good group of listeners there that are fast becoming friends so join us there we we are there daily talking around if you want to hang out also make sure to subscribe to our YouTube and like the videos there comment rate our podcast in Spotify, Apple, whatever you use, your favorite podcast player of choice, all of that helps us tremendously to stand out and grow as a podcast. So if you cannot donate, you can always help us that way. So thank you very much.
0: So after a short break, we're bringing back Twitter Twitter. We had a couple of pending posts from the last time we did this. I believe there were riddles that we asked for on, on X or Twitter, as it was formerly known. Now, I haven't actually read the posts, and Alan's grinning as he sits in his chair. I think he wants me to try and guess these.
1: All right. So I'll read out the post. One of the joys of TTRPGs is discovering and solving intricate puzzles, riddles and mysteries. But I have been doing some of that in this campaign. I, I personally love them. From ancient tombs to enchanted doors, they challenge our wits and reward our cleverness. And we asked our followers to share the best riddles, puzzles, let's see if others can solve them. Well, we got two riddles, so let's see if you can figure them out. Let's start with Matthew's nerdy nation. He has a cool blog where he posts reviews and talks about actual plays. So go check that out. And he says, my favorite riddle is the riddle of the Sphinx. Hmm, I'm intrigued. Maybe you know this one. What walks on four legs in the morning, two legs at noon and three legs at night?
0: I think I've heard this before but I, I don't recall it being linked with a Sphinx. So That's kind of throwing me off a bit. I'm sure I read this in a book of riddles when I was younger.
1: Well, I imagine this is the Sphinx that is giving you the riddle. I don't think the Sphinx... Oh, perhaps plays. the Sphinx gave it to him. And, yeah, that's oh, what okay. I mean. The riddle of the Sphinx. I, I don't think the Sphinx plays a part in this riddle. Just the fact that he is the one that gives you the riddle.
0: All right, then. I'll go with my gut instinct, because the, the Sphinx was throwing me off a bit. Is it a person? Four legs because you're crawling... Then two legs because you're standing and walking. And then three legs because you're old and use a cane.
1: In the words of Matthew's nerdy nation, ding, 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 ding. You are correct, sir. Ooh, nice. Oh yeah. I guessed it right too. I replied to that comment and I guessed it right. A person. Hit me up with the second one. Thank you, Matthew, for giving us that riddle. The next one was from Germs. Shrew notices a bounty poster at an inn. In Fanderling, a man walks up to him, points at the drawing, and says, "Brothers and sisters, I have none, but that man's father is my father's son. Who is he pointing at?
0: I got lost there. <laughs> 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 I'm going to ask you to repeat that again for me, and I'm, I'm, I'll jot down because it started off with Shrew, and I was wondering, where's this going? <laughs> yeah,
1: so I'll read it out again. Shrew notices a bounty poster at an inn in Fandling. A man walks up to him points at the poster and says brothers and sisters i have none but that man's father is my father's son who is he pointing at
0: that man's father is my father's son oh he's pointing at a poster of himself himself he's pointing at himself you've gone quiet i'm nervous now i got it right or have i got it wrong
1: is that your final answer it is are you sure
0: i'm sure if it's wrong don't give me the answer i want another crack at it
1: okay it's wrong damn
0: it okay one more go his bastard brother he didn't, know his, he didn't know his father had another son because brothers and sisters I have none but that man's father is my father's son so his father didn't have any other sons other than him and it's not him it's a bastard son it's Jon Snow <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know nothing Jon that's not the voice of the, of the woman <laughs> but anyway no uh, is that your final guess yeah Jon Snow <laughs> you are incorrect
0: all right, then, put me out of my misery. What is it?
1: The answer is his son. I'll explain it as Germs explained it in his tweet. If you replace the sentence, my father's son, with me, as he has no brothers and sisters, the answer becomes obvious. This man's father is me, so the picture is of his son. So brothers and sisters, I have none.
0: But that man's father is my father's son. My father's son. How this can...
1: man's father is me. This man's father, he's pointing at the poster, is me. So the guy on the poster is his son.
0: I can't make any sense of this. A few hours later.
1: <laughs> so after some heated debating, because <laughs> Nick wanted to bend the, no, the, no, no. the laws of reality no, no. <laughs> so that <laughs> he was right. Them. We should have made these for points, actually. It's been a while since we haven't done that.
0: Yeah, we, we get a point each. Okay. <laughs> but no, I wasn't trying to bend it. it was, the way it was explained, I thought it was like a cheap play on words. Yeah. But no, when I've done a little diagram... Wrapped your head around it. And wrapped my hand around it after being bamboozled, yeah. uh, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. The heavy use of words in that phrase throws you off, I believe.
0: Yeah, it sure does. Thanks for that, Germs.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. I took a while as well to figure it out. I had more time, obviously, than, than you did here, recording... Um, I was at work, and I posed a question to my colleague, and his brain just exploded. (laughs) I had to clean up a whole big mess, and it wasn't nice. Yeah. Was
0: that 1d12 psychic
1: damage? Psychic damage, yeah. It was crazy. But yeah, finally I figured it out, and I got it right. So, Out of two riddles, Into the Dungeon came out Triumphant in that Twitter twatter in that post. And we had two of two, so happy times
0: so that brings us on to the last one standing the end of the episode club oh yeah
1: it's getting interesting every time the Guido Masfrada the one that triumphs over the rest of them in the use of the password gets more perks and I'm thinking of a good one I'm thinking of a good one that perhaps we will reveal to the last one standing in discord in the coming weeks Mm,
0: call me intrigued
1: I'll tell you after we stop recording
0: I'm looking forward to that so yeah, by now you should know, episode 52. You know what to do, we give you a password, you use it in a comment, and we decide the winner and announce the Gijamasvrada. And today's password is close but no cigar.
1: Ooh, after that initial attempt to unlock the chest, right?
0: Yeah, you rolled a 91 on a 95 plus. So
1: close. As close as it gets. Mocking me, the dice are mocking me, but then I did the job. ...with those lockpicks. Yeah. So yeah, you know what to do. Use the password in a comment in Twitter. Make it funny, make it witty, make it whatever you want. And we'll judge it and choose a winner... ...for this week's The Last One Standing. El Yeah, if you want to participate, make sure to join Discord... ...where you get the most benefits of being the week's El Yeah.
0: If you want to join, head on over to wwwi 2 com. There's also a link there to our Discord channel. Yeah. So without further ado... We hope you enjoyed tonight's episode, we hope you join us next week as we delve into the dungeon. It's like, hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the other stone. Yes, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my childish brain in overdrive. Eh?
1: It has peaked. Sorry. <coughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> as you approach with caution, you can make out three distinct silhouettes. That was weird. <laughs> we keep pushing on,
1: We're at risk of collapsing at this Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. you're right, I know, I know I blame the DM throwing curious (laughs) encounters my way time after time
0: Mm -hmm. I know, I know will curiosity kill the shrew